Hello and welcome to the Off the Crossbar Champions League preview podcast with myself, Regan and Brad. The greatest club tournament is back. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. Champions League definitely seems a bit more... There's a lot to be excited about this year. Even if the yeah. overall feel is there's two overall dominant looking teams, you'd think... Or maybe yeah. just one that you would expect to just piss it given the super team that they've now collated. But yeah. who knows the still intrigue? Exactly. Uh, so this podcast, we're going to start off by looking at the whole tournament on a whole, who we think are going to be our winners, the biggest underdogs, and how we think the English teams will get on. And then as we progress, we'll have a look at the very opening match day. So who are your favourites to win this year's Champions League? We know who the overall favourites probably are. It's the team that everyone has. We've we've got at least three options that I think realistically in the conversation, maybe four, depending on how someone would be feeling. But we know that the overall favourites are PSG by an absolute mile. Yeah, I think everyone's got to say on paper with that squad that they have assembled, like you said, they've got to be the favourites, absolute monster squad, but... There's just something about me that is still thinking PSG and the Champions League, it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. And I don't know why. I just don't think this year is going to be them. I think they're going to be up there. I think they'll be like the final eight, final four teams. But I don't know. There's just something that's making me think that it's written on the cards for them to go bust as well as winning the tournament, if you get what I mean. It's a weird take, though, considering the squad that they've got, how do you not say that they should at least at a minimum be finalists? Yeah, well like you said, it on paper on paper that squad is finalist and winners because it's crazy. I mean the depth as well is absolutely ridiculous and the fact that they've managed to hold on to Killian Mbappe is obviously a key part of that as well. But there's also the part of me that goes well, if you think of the Galacticos of Real Madrid in the early 2000s, they built a super team but never won the Champions League, did they? No. So that is very true, no. That's what I'm always tossing up. Like, yes, this is possibly one of the greatest teams in Europe we could potentially see in a long time, but then I think back to the Galacticos, how they never won anything. And we actually haven't seen the whole of the new PSG start yet. We haven't had Messi, Neymar, Mbappe up front we haven't seen Sergio Ramos playing defence. Uh, we, obviously, we've seen Hakimi a few times. We haven't seen uh, Donnarumma in goal. So there's a lot of factors of how this could go for PSG. And they haven't got the easiest of groups either. No, you better think they're in one of the group of deaths. Yeah. So, I mean, you would expect them to progress as one of the top two teams, but... It's just that factor for me of knowing how they've done in the past in the Champions League with the big squad that they've had, that is also making me go, actually, I don't think you can realistically say they're going to win this just down to the squad that they have. Mm. It's weird that you can't say that because it should be that simple to just say, no, no, look at the team they've got, they should go a long, long way. Yeah. Um, for but me, then again, you look at who. Well, I was gonna say you look at who the other favourites are. Well, yeah, and it's the team that's in their group. Yeah, I mean Manchester City uh, obviously had the quieter window compared to PSG, only bringing in 
Jack Grealish. Um, but they only spent 100 million pounds on one player. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so far, they've looked really good in the league, winning uh, two of their opening three games, and this is the tournament that Pep Guardiola has wanted to bring to Manchester City and hasn't been able to do so. Um, again, I think they can go quite far, last eight potentially to the last four, and like I said, even finalists. But again, there's just something about me that's thinking City in the latter stages of this competition haven't really been the team that make you think, okay, they're going to win this. Like if we think back to last year's final, he got his whole 11 wrong that game, Guardiola, and we spoke about it at the time afterwards, how he got his area tactics wrong and his starting 11. Yeah, literally the main reason Man City don't have a Champions League yet is the reason they're so far in the first place, and that is Guardiola himself. Mm. He's their biggest problem because it's the overthinking. Yeah, and we said that back in uh, May after the final with Chelsea. Um, Chelsea themselves, though, you've got to consider them uh, favourites. have had a really good summer bringing in Sal Naguez and obviously... Romelu Lukaku will guarantee you goals and uh, although Timo Werner's had a good international Wait. break at Germany Lukaku's going to be the favourite Chelsea arguably have a better team now than they did when they won it <laughs> yeah which is crazy to think and they'll be a, if they do get to the final it'll be a full year under Thomas Tuchel's tactics and everything so you'd expect them to go a lot further and realistically if you look at their group Juventus are the only team on paper that will give them any trouble because they've also got Zenit St. Petersburg and Malmo as well so uh, they've probably got one of the easier groups out of the four English teams uh, in this season's Champions League Yeah you would say they've been rewarded pretty much with their group they've got a better group than Man City Yeah Probably the nicest group out of all the English teams you'd say Yeah I don't know I don't know I think for their quality yeah maybe Hmm uh, well, there's still the odd test now. They've got travel. Yeah. You know, as well as Zenit. That's all travel there. Malmo. Yeah. I think that's always going to be a problem, especially in these group stages. Uh, I don't know when they have to travel to St. Petersburg to tra- uh, face Zenit, but if it's later on in the year, coming Christmas time, that is going to be, which it is, it's the last group uh, fixture to Zenit versus Chelsea in St. Petersburg. So 8th of December, going to be really wintry conditions in Russia. You'd think at that point they'd be hoping that they're for Yeah. Uh, but, you know, obviously you can't write anything off. Um, then you have to look at Group E, Barcelona and Bayern Munich. Two teams that have done well in the European competitions recently. Obviously Bayern Munich won it two seasons ago. Uh, Barcelona were the semi-finalists that year where they got beat 8-2 by Bayern Munich. For me, Barcelona... Yeah, just had just, the same, didn't <laughs> Yes. Uh, for me, I think you Bayern Munich... give Mu- them all flashbacks. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bayern Munich, I think you can consider them favourites alongside Chelsea, PSG and Man City. I think they've had a good window. For me, Bayern were the, um, the debatable fourth team. Because mm. it's, it's still that thing that we don't know what they're going to be like under Julian Nagelsmann. Yeah, I mean, yes, they've won uh, the German Super Cup and had an okay start to uh, the Bundesliga, sitting in third, heading into uh, this fourth match day, which would have happened by the time this goes live. But 
I know what you mean, we don't we haven't seen enough of Bayern under Nagelsmann to say, right, this is how they're gonna do in the Champions League. Maybe after match day two, like when we're in mid October, then we can have a better view at Bayern. But you gotta say they've still gotta be up there because they haven't lost any of their key players. They've strengthened in defence, bringing in Umpamakano and in midfield, bringing in Sabitza. So you can't really fully write off Bayern, but like you said, they are probably the fourth team, questionable fourth team for the favourites. You would think, you would think, well, yeah, you'd think that they should get through the group at least in second. Yeah. Because, yeah, Dida Kiev and Benfica are not seen as the strongest opposition. No. Um, but I think for me, I'd have Bayern winning this group and then Barca in second. Yeah, I think that's probably the main thing people would be saying with that. Mm. Um, elsewhere, you got to look at the other two English teams. Liverpool probably got the hardest group uh, out of the English teams. They've got FC Porto, Atletico Madrid and AC Milan. It's not going to be an easy ride for Jurgen Klopp's side. No, for me, this is the definite group of death. Yeah. Like, just look at that, you've got Liverpool, who are a different beast this year with Van Dijk back. Yeah. You have the, the La Liga champions at Atletico. And they're welcome. only just gone and improved their team further. Yeah, bringing uh, Griezmann back to the club, which is absolutely wild. And then you look at AC Milan as well, they'll have a fully flit Zlatan in that squad. Uh, yeah. Along with the new signings, yeah, Giroud always turns up in your big game if, when he can. Tomori looks okay for him. Yeah, obviously they got and Bakayoko they as well. They, yeah, they looked all right with their new goalie as well. Is it Mike Manyan? Yeah, Manyan, Manyan. But yeah, and Van Porto are just massive shit houses. Yes, so it's not going to be an easy ride for Jurgen Klopp's side. Though, if they do get out of there, you'd say. <laughs> quarter-finalists wouldn't be too bad of a turnout considering the other teams that we've mentioned for them potentially uh, going like in the latter right. stages. Just face, it, just face it, they will have done well to get out of this group, I still feel. Yeah. I, still, I think it is one of them where, as a Liverpool fan, you'd be disappointed with not getting out of this group stage, but at the same time, you look at your group and you realise, actually... If we go out by like goal difference or one point, you'd be like, okay, we've actually done decent enough in a really tough group. And do you know what I've realised as well from this group? Let's call it interesting. It's a group of three former winners in it and a team that has lost the final three times. Jesus. That is a stat and a half. Wow. Um, the final English team, Manchester United... You'd say they've probably got the easiest group out of the them and Chelsea. Toss up between the easiest group uh, out of the English sides. Obviously, got Atalanta, Young Boys, and Villarreal. Forgetting that that's an Atalanta team who are very decent and should never be looked past. A Villarreal team that United didn't beat in the Europa League final. Yeah. And Young Boys could be difficult in terms of travel. Mm, that's why I think this group I think but with the summer additions that United have made I think it's going to be top minimum they have to be um, they should be winning this group absolutely yeah look who they've now got oh yeah Do, uh, I don't see United as winners or finalists as much as I'd love it I think again you're not near that quarter finals we don't know what, 
we really do not know what Manchester United are going to be like now that Cristiano Ronaldo is back with them. Well, yeah. Uh, so I think realistically, I'm going to say quarterfinals is where I'm expecting United to be uh, this season. I, if we get anything past quarterfinals, it'd be absolutely delightful. And obviously, every fan wants their team to win the Champions League. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I don't think we are quite there just yet. Maybe we are, and like you said, with the addition of Ronaldo, he can take United into title winners of the Champions League. But I just don't think it just yet. He's come for the last dance. <laughs> yes. Um, who are you expecting to be the underdogs of the tournament then? Uh, underdog pick? Ooh. Do you know what? It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because outside of the usual groups, you, you never really know how to pick, but... Group G is usually the one that's not group. Uh, group G is the one that you would look at for maybe the potential. Yeah, because just look at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's such a wide open group. You got Lille of France, Red Bull Salzburg of Austria, Sevilla of Spain, and VfL Wolfsburg of Germany. You can't say who's who's going to finish where in that group at all, and. I think, like you said, one of them teams could just be that team that go really far into the tournament because it is such a wide-open group and they don't have to face any of the so-called European big boys. Yeah, and yeah, Sevilla have got one on the Europa League as well. So, As always. The weird thing, weird thing with Lille as well is it's not necessarily the same style as they because they don't have the same manager. Mm. You know, I can't remember they started... This season, I don't think it's particularly well. They lost four nil at one to the first game. Uh, so, currently down in tenth in Liege one. Yeah, it's not a good start then. Hmm. So yeah, there's always something with Red Bull Salzburg, and because yeah, the the last few seasons they've had a star name stand out. At first it was Holland, then it was the likes of Patsendam. Yeah, last season. They're Champions League regulars now, and you would expect them to maybe make a push for this. Definitely. Um, I I do think, it, like you said, I think it will be someone out of that group who will be the underdogs. Who, though, I'm, I'm not too sure, personally. But I do think it will be someone out of group it's G not that's going to be. It's really not an easy one to call, is it? Yeah. Uh, Even for joke purposes, I cannot say Sheriff. I mean, I think there are underdogs in actually been in the tournament, let alone... Well, it is their first tournament. Well, the first Moldovan team to ever reach the group stage. Yeah, so that's already an achievement in itself. Um, but how, how many podcasts do you think it's going to take for us to go through and say the who shot the Sheriff joke? Uh, who did they play week one? Shakhtar Donetsk. Yeah, we'll probably work it into the Champions League review. Well, I was going to say, if you're going to bring Ukrainian <laughs> shooting, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's very gray, a very grey area, that. Yes, uh, I'll, I'll try not to. Um, right, especially let's, uh, that area of Ukraine. <laughs> God. Yes. Uh, a deeper delve now into the opening match day in the Champions League. Uh, Tuesday sees Bayern Munich take on Barcelona from the new camp. 
uh, 8 o'clock. Obviously, everyone knows what happened the last time those two sides met uh, in the Champions League. And then uh, for the English viewers, you'll have BSC Young Boys versus Manchester United at quarter to six. And uh, the evening game will see Chelsea host Zenit St. Petersburg from Stamford Bridge. Um, I think both teams could get off to a winning start there. Yeah, you'd think so. Although, the, you know, the main intriguing one there is obviously Bayern and Barca. Yeah. Just because of how what, what that game means and what happened the last time the two met. Exactly, and it's a completely new look Barcelona compared yeah. to the Bayern, the changes at Bayern Munich. I mean, not, even, not even just in team-wise, but in kit-wise as well. Exactly. Um, and then on Wednesday, the English games see Manchester City host... RB Leipzig at 8 o'clock and Liverpool host in AC Milan from Anfield at the same time. Oh, my eyes will be firmly fixed on Liverpool and AC Milan just because of how much nostalgia is going to be put into the hype of that game and how awesome you'll never walk alone will be. Mm. Uh, again, you got to say though, for the Wednesday fixtures, both teams haven't got an easy start to the season's Champions League. I mean, Again, it could be one of them where you wouldn't be surprised if they lost it because it's both hard games for City and Liverpool, respectively. Yeah, I feel like City have got the easier one. Yeah. So again, that's just me not knowing how Leipzig are in their new transition period as well. Hmm. Same with AC Milan. Like, who knows? Yep. Uh, other big games you got on Wednesday Inter Milan taking on Real Madrid. And obviously the other game in Group B as Atletico play Porto in that whole Group B is going to be tasty. It's going to be that's going to be the most boring game ever. Neither one of them are going to want to attack. Don't say that because it's now going to be a boring nil-nil. It's it's going to literally the ball is just going to be in the middle of the pitch and they're just going to be saying no no you have it no no you have it <laughs> you oh. have it. Well I hope for I any. Bad Porto were already against Chelsea, and how just how Atletico have always been under Simeone. True, these Let's... are the two shootouts. Yes, well, let's hope for some goals oh. for those attending and watching the game. And obviously, the big news this season is no bounty. Yes, uh, the big news this season is away fans are allowed back in uh, to the game, so it's going to be good to see fans in uh, at every game from both sets of teams so let's hope for a good Champions League yeah well interesting call yes. like on the away fans even when they're not allowed at international games but yeah who knows UEFA make it up as they go along as with everything that UEFA do it's just guesswork right uh, before we head off I'm going to ask you to have your finalists and who your winners are going to be for this season's Champions League it'd be more funny if the other person didn't know <laughs> just one of them and we just come back at the end of the season and see who did it I mean if you want to do it that way it'd be quite, it would be quite fun <laughs> okay well I'm going to write down my uh, Champions League final and what I expect oh, thinking about it, am I going to remember am I even going to remember <laughs> Well, if you're... I'll write it down, but... <laughs> yes. Just got to make, don't write, ever delete it. Never delete from notes. <laughs> Definitely. Right. 
that is my final prediction done and let's just say it's going to be a cracking game if we get that as a final right um as always make sure you like comment and subscribe download us wherever you get your podcasts and make sure you're following us on social media or at off tc pod for all updates throughout the champions league games and everything else in the world of football until uh next week when we'll have our usual uh preview show where we'll be talking about all of game week five in the premier league and we'll have a look back at the first uh match day in the champions league until then it's goodbye from brad say it go listen to all the podcasts why not exactly subscribe (laughs) definitely and it's goodbye from me as well we'll see you soon